Welcome to the Art of the Dive, game week 30. The blank is over, and now we're into an international break and prepping for the season run-in. Game week 31 incoming, and guess who's back? Jake, how are you, buddy? I'm alive. Yeah. Where have you been? Uh, I was in Fort Lauderdale, but I didn't bring my pod stuff with me. I get it. It's like that stuff, you can't be transported. It could have been, but also you're usually only available at nights lately. Yeah, I do have a job. Plus, everybody likes Nick more. They do. Uh, Speaking of Nick, FPL Squid wrote in, which is Nick, by the way. Does Jake listen to the pod? If so, is he upset with me? One, I don't. Okay. Two, no. All right. Well, that's good that you don't listen then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't Uh, know if I should listen now, but. No, you don't need to listen, Jake. Why would you need to listen? You're great. Everyone loves you. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Nick Nick has had a good fanfare. People people enjoy Nick. Yeah, I think it's funny though. Every time like we do a podcast, me and you, Nick doesn't want to be on it. I think so because I think he wants to just replace me. Well, it might be. <laughs> yeah, it also might be that his only bit is like so. So I I I sometimes make jokes about you, but his his only bit is like that's his go to. You know, like you can just be mean about you because you're not there. So it's fun. Okay. Yeah. So he needs me to not be there. I yeah. If you're okay. there, it just, I don't know that he like will, will have the, um, the gusto, if you will, to mm-hmm. attack you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, okay. it's his one thing. And I, maybe, maybe that's why he's so popular. I don't know. Maybe you want to get some Nick digs in, you know, like it could become a thing. <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. Okay. Wow. And the boringness continues. Um, Keith, here. Keith recapped game week thirty for you um, because uh, because he figured you wouldn't be around. So he said uh, the never ending podcast. It was a long pod. I think it was an hour and like ten or fifteen minutes, um, which for us is very long. Uh, Marco thanked uh, Nick, who has a great smile and smells fantastic, for taking time out of the short workouts he does to maintain his chiseled physique to provide his brilliant FPL counsel. Nick graciously helped Marco settle in and then effortlessly pivoted into geopolitical discord. Important lesson. There is a best way to FPL. Now, Also, now is a good time to make an FPL season goal. They avoided the should I bench boost question, which I also wanted to ask of my five playing players. Marco teased his dumb manager voice upcoming jake's podcast manager game and an adult toy podcast so i guess the um you're back podcast manager and uh mm-hmm. like because you're the manager of our pod right that's your new thing yep you said yeah. you've been doing a lot of work on that which i appreciate and uh and then uh yeah you and i are going to be filming an adult toy podcast you excited for that uh not really sure how that's gonna go why um, I mean, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong, but it's tough managing one podcast. That'd yeah, be two podcasts. That is true. That's true. <laughs> uh, Wilson writes in, how do you handle the parasocial relationship of being ultra famous FPL podcast stars? How do you wake up every morning, Jake, and like, and get on with your life as a normal human? Uh, you know, I just put my socks on one foot at a time like everybody else. You wear dick socks? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Is that normal? You should in cold weather. 
keep it protected. Yeah, it's not cold down here. It's always hot and rainy and gross. Yeah, that is gross. Um, All right, let's get into some FPL stuff, big picture topics and questions to start the pod. Uh, We'll talk about our teams briefly as as usual, but now is a good time to, I think, read uh, leagues because everything should be updated here over international break. Um, We just have a couple questions and we aren't going to get into stuff like a lot of stuff on transfers or captains like tonight's pod will probably be like 30 minutes, 35 minutes. It'll be kind of short. So let's get into it, Jake. Um, FPL list writes in, how do you decide if a team may be on the beach and how do you uh, think about their their players for FPL? So this was brought up on last week's podcast as well, this idea of like teams on the beach. And I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. And then I did do a little bit of research, but I... um, I'm going to like, I found some, some numbers, but I'm going to question them a little bit. So let's just start with you. Um, what are your thoughts on this whole idea of like teams being on the beach? A lot of times they talk about the 40 point mark in the Premier League. Like once you hit 40, you're not like, guaranteed, well, you're pretty much guaranteed. Like you're quite safe. Um, what are your thoughts on this idea? Uh, I think I think some teams do kind of start to coast. But it's really hard to know which ones are going to because um, I don't think all teams that get to that point just kind of give up. Um, and so it's kind of it's kind of like you're already avoiding those players anyways because they're not on very good teams to begin with, I feel like. I think what's tougher is determining which top sides are going to rotate more. I think that's more important. Like if they're assuming that they're in like cups or, or other tournaments yep. or what? Yeah, like Man City, for example, being still being in Champions League or Liverpool. For, yeah, City for hasn't example. done like a ton of rotation lately, um, at least with some of the big players. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I, how do you? Um, I mean, do you do you like um, intentionally avoid any of their players for FPL? Do you look at them and say, no, that's a beach team, or do you not really think like that? Um. I don't really think like that. I guess I usually am looking at those teams, though, and like they're not good. So it's like I'm not targeting a lot of their players to begin with. Yeah, that's a fair. I mean, I think this year, though, it might be a little different, right? If you look at what's coming up in terms of um, like doubles and things, you have a number of of teams that maybe are fall into that category of like not super good. And yet they're going to have some doubles coming up. And so that maybe changes things a little bit. I stumbled upon an article uh, published by 442. Um, now, it was published in 2017, so kind of a while back. But uh, the, the um, title of the article was 40 Points and on the Beach, the Facts about Premier League Teams, uh, quote, on holiday. And so in this article, basically they kept it about as simple as possible. Um, they looked at... Uh, me- they measured a team's average points per game until they reached 40 points, uh, then measured it afterwards, um, and then kind of compared like points per game pre-40 points and points per game post-40 points, um, and then kind of made that uh, that distinction. Now, again, this is from the 2017 uh, season, right when the season had ended, and uh the results, they said the results confirmed the thinking of the 16 teams to reach 40 points before the final game, 12 slowed down thereafter. Um, and far from being unique to the top or to the drop Dodgers, that this includes all the big teams bar one, Spurs, who are the only 
we're, we're only the fifth side to pass 40 points up the pace from 2.1 points per game to 2.44 points per game an entertaining but ultimately doomed pursuit of Chelsea. So hmm. uh, the idea here, again, being let's look at points leading up to that points per game leading up to that 40 point mark and then points after the only few a few things that like I think I'd like to see a little bit more information on one of which would be that strength of schedule um, in general Um, I think later in the article they talk a little bit about the teams that like were kind of the top four teams and how they continued to press on and and mention that quite a few of those teams also dropped off and I think that alludes a little bit to like what you were talking about that there might be some injury, um, maybe, con- you know, the, the season's uh, starting to fill up with matches. There's some congestion, um, which also leads to, like, inconsistency in performance because maybe, again, rotation or uh, players being hurt or something like that. Um, but I would be interested to know, like, you know, if, if you if you factored in strength of schedule, would that play an interesting role as a variable? I don't know. Do you have any comments on that? No, I agree. That'd be the one thing to kind of look at. Plus, I do think like the the teams in relegation do tend to pull out more results at the end of the season. Yeah, they have to. Um, right? Yeah, because those points have to be going somewhere if they're not going to the mid teams or the top teams. So I, I I think it's the relegation teams are the ones that like kind of watch. But like again, it's so, so risky to go with players from those teams because they've been so bad for most of the year. Right. You know, I think I would say this on the other hand though, like. If you're on the if you're on the fence about captaining a specific player, let's let's say you have KDB or Kane or Salah or Son or somebody like that, one of our, our big heavy hitters, and you're on the fence between captaining one of the two, which many managers now will have two of those premier players back into their teams um, after using wild cards either in like 26, 27, 28, or um, or even now going forward. Um, so a lot of them will have those two. I would say that if I were to pick between like a team that's a pick between a captain that's playing against a team that's fighting for like that relegation spot. So they're, you know, 16, 17th, 18th, 19th in the league and they're still alive, but they're fighting to stay that way. Or if I could pick between one of those or like a mid table team that's like not going to be in Europe and is not going to be on the on the bottom, I would lean towards that second team, like that team that's kind of quote on the beach, if you will, because we have seen, and I didn't pull up the the stats, but I was looking before um, and I forgot to save all the, all the stuff, but we have seen some batterings from like city and Chelsea against those teams towards the end of the year, like four nil, five nil kind of games. Oh, no, that means I need to put the captain band back on Kane and get rid of Salah versus Watford. Yeah, forget it. Watford's out. Although they're gonna try. Salah has a pretty fun little record against Watford. I know that's he? what. That's why it's funny. Like we'll be putting it to the test. Yeah, I think I'll probably still be captaining Salah, but um, I'm talking more like to me. I mean, when people talk beach, I know they say that like oh, 40 points, but like if it's not the last five or six games of the season, it just seems like there's still so much season to go. So it's yeah, so it's too far out. You're saying because that's I mean it is a prime example of what you were saying. Watford's in the relegation zone. Yeah, and there's um, almost no ch- there's almost no chance they're getting out though, is there? 
No, I think. I mean, I think. Nah, I guess they will. They could. Yeah, yeah. for sure. They're like right on the cusp. And mm-hmm. then you have Newcastle, who's. I mean, they're not at forty though, so that's the problem too. Yeah, I guess they're right. only at thirty-one, so they're fighting yeah. as well. Yeah, Watford okay. it is. Watford it is. Uh, FPL Virgin writes in question question for the pod. This is a good one. Is it fair that big FPL accounts get privileged team news information leaked privately to them that the rest of us don't get? Is that a level playing field? Uh, so there was a big thing on Twitter before I think last game week and the game week before that a few heavy hitting um, accounts, obviously not ours, even though we're heavy hitters, uh, received some DM information on Twitter about lineups or like players not playing and those same accounts did not release it publicly and then like made a comment afterwards like, hey, I got this information um, from so-and-so that it was going to happen. And that's why I made the move that I made the move. So what are your thoughts on that, Jake? I mean, let's just be real. Like if you got, if you got a DM on Twitter right now, that was like Salah's actually not going to start in the next game. It's the early kickoff against Watford. Would you share that with everyone? Uh, be honest. I mean, Jake. I, I think, be I, honest. I think the I answer is use... no, no. No, say say what it well, is. Say the I, answer. But if I knew if I knew how to use like Twitter appropriately, <laughs> I would. If I knew how to do a tweet, I don't even know how to open a DM. <laughs> no, I think I would. Oh come on! I think Jake. I'd at least share. It. I think I'd at least share it with the friends. I think. I don't know. I think it's pretty kind of cheesy not to do that. To not share, and you're telling me that you would share. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I've been friends with you for years. I, you're, there's no chance that you share that info. Really? I don't think so. Especially at this point in the year, where like you really want to catch, uh, you want to catch me and you want to catch Nick. And do you think I would tell wa- you guys afterward that I knew that? Oh, that's a better question. <laughs> I, I think you wouldn't. I think you I think uh your your conscience would get you like you'd feel terrible about it but you'd mm. but because you're an evil little bastard you'd you would you would keep it to yourself for forever. <laughs> yeah, I just guess Salo wouldn't play. Yeah, Oops. it was just like I I left I took him out of my team. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, it's a roll of the dice, you know, against Watford. Sometimes you get it right. <laughs> That's how I imagine you to handle that. I don't know. What do you think about these big accounts, though? Like, do they have um, some sort of obligation to share this information? I mean, a lot of them do make almost make a living or do make a living off, uh, you know, sharing FPL content with people. So you have any thoughts on the, the morals and the ethics of that? I think obviously we need to create a like a, a band like the Robin Hood gang where us poor FPL podcast hosts find a way to get back at them. Oh, so it's like a take from the rich, give to the poor situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I think, you know, from my my point of view is that I'm sure these accounts get a lot of DMs all the time about all sorts of different things. And I think that sometimes those pieces of information are more legitimate than others. And a lot of people were arguing like, oh, that these accounts should have, to avoid that issue, they should have just uh, posted, hey, I got this DM that potentially something you know, potentially something's happening, but I don't know if the source is good or not. You can decide. But like, 
I think these same accounts would get absolutely grilled by people. It doesn't matter. They can't win. Like they'd get absolutely grilled if if the information was wrong then. I can't believe mm-hmm. you put that out there. You're propagating misinformation. Like they, they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't situation just because of the internet and the Twitters. And that's how these places operate. And I don't think that anyone has any obligation in this game to share pro- like secret information. I really don't. I think that it's a, uh, I think that that's the whole point of the game, right? Information is power in this game. And uh, if you're trying to win and beat other people, then yeah, that's how that works. And, you know, you, you provide a service to these people, like, for example, VR podcast, but like, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not going to lie to you every single week so that you get everything wrong and I beat you. That's the reason we started the podcast in the first place. We've been very, uh, we've been very open about that. Yeah. I think what would be interesting and that something I would push for, and I think I have pushed for in the past, is what if we created a system in FPL where you could pick a substitute off your bench yeah, like they do in real life and put them in your squad? Yeah. Be such an interesting thing. Yeah, I don't I, understand I, why I, fantasy games don't do that. I just don't get it. Like that's that's what they get to do. That's what get, they get to do in the professional game. So mm. why, why is it different? If we're trying to like do a fantasy game that's similar to the professional game, why couldn't you do that? Do you think it has something to do with like the 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 connection and playability of the game? So like if you can't make a sub, then you have to check the game often. Like you have to log in and check the game often to like make sure your players are playing and make sure you set your lineups and do things like that. And it, it ensures that there is consistent traffic to the site. That's what I've actually always thought, that it's like a gamified reason almost. Probably. You're probably right. Like it's, you know, it's not necessarily about the game. It's about traffic, right? I don't know if that's true, but I've always kind of wondered that too. It's a good it's a good conspiracy. I, I wouldn't completely disagree with it. All right. Well, we've talked about the big problems of the world. Let's talk about our teams, Jake. I'll uh, share mine quickly. Um, I finished on 42 points, pretty rough game week, another decent red arrow. Um, I thought I was going to roll nine guys out. Rafinha didn't play. Kilman didn't play, which was kind of a downer. Um, you know, having Sun obviously was really helpful. I captained him. Um, so that pretty much kept the game week from being completely catastrophic. I had no returns from any other players. Um, which is kind of just, you know, been most of my season. So I'm not, it doesn't like hurt that much when it happens. I'm like, oh, okay. On we go again. So, um, you had a pretty decent game week though. Not like great, but decent, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't use any chips and I don't think I transferred anyone in or out. Um, actually that might be a lie. Yeah, I did. I made one transfer. I forget who it was. Um, but, oh, I think I brought in, no, I, I lied. I, I made two transfers. I okay. had to transfer. Okay. Sorry. I'm like very. I mean, at some point it would be interesting if you'd talk yeah. about like how your team. 53. I'm, 53. Okay. Thank you. Captain Kane. So, um, yeah, no son, which was disappointing. He was, him and Coutinho were my wild card misses, I would definitely say. Um, but yeah, I got out eight players so not terrible yeah um, that's solid yeah yeah okay. Saka helped the the goal and the bonus points with Saka really helped um dive team bounced back a little bit this week after um a handful of like really quite rough weeks like 
like big, big red arrows, um, which kind of sucks. The team was all the way up to, um, well, in when was that? So in game week 20 was at 5,000. Um, and then game week 25 was at 8,000. Uh, and now is at 38,000. So pretty heavy hits. I mean, I think it goes to show how many people played chips in like game week 26, 27, 28, 29. Um, the team mm-hmm. free hit this week got 77 points, which is really good. A game week rank of 106,000 with returns from Tyranny, Saka, Madison, Sun, Barnes, and Kane captain. So that played out quite well um, for the squad. Um I'll read the top 10 for League Dive, and why don't you do PSL, Jake? So, um, you know, I think it's good to read leagues off this week because everything's updated. So, in 10th, uh, Harry Dickinson, HDFC. 9th, Anthony Nago, Game of Thrones. 8th, Jimmy Hill, Allison Chains. In 7th, Jonathan Bipat, uh, Salabing Salaboom. In 6th, Christopher Marshall, Izzy Wizzy, Get One Busy. In 5th, Kieran Doyle, Good Team on Paper. 4th, Dave LeClaire, Team O'Werner. In third, Steve Jones is what it is. Big jump for him with 79 points. Nice job. Uh, in second, Sam McAfee, Santiago Munez. And in first, Bogdan Vassile, or Vassile uh, United of Clory, 71 points, 2185 points overall. Overall rank of 39th in the world. Jeez. Oh. Geez. oh. Is it time to read the fifty percent rule or no? Um, I mean, I think if this person does not, I think it's FPL sports scientist Sam. I think that's who that is. I might be wrong. I don't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't know the rule at this point, that's on you. You know, what I mean, like we will, we will subpoena you. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. No, we'll come to collect. Yeah, we'll, I don't know we'll, if we're gonna subpoena. It's we not might a subpoena. do it. On the that's table. for information. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we'll yeah. send a bunch of thugs to beat you up until you give us our money. You think we yeah. don't got thug money? We got Patreon money. All right. That's all I got to say. Uh, can <laughs> you read the top five? Yep. Uh, actually, I'm going to do top six because it evenly, everybody in the top six just got into the 2000 point club. So, congrats. okay. Jake, uh, we'll number do it six, your way. need a better hobby. Marvin Andre. Number five, Strong Bones, Thomas Bracken. Number four, The Art of the Hive, uh, the podcast team. Number three, Netflix and Chillwell, Matthew Hall. Number two, Wet Ass Pookie, uh, Bobby Love with 80. Dang. Number one, The Teeth of Suarez, Patty Pop. Hmm. All right. Thank you, Jacob. I really appreciate you reading that off. Yeah. I'm going to apologize to the listeners too. Allergies have been hitting me really hard lately. You sure you don't so. have COVID? I guess I don't know. You're right. Yeah. Because in I America- I can still taste food, but- In, in yeah. America, we don't test for COVID. Yeah. Welcome to our country. Everyone's like, the COVID cases are going down. <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't test for COVID anymore, though. That's uh, We don't have COVID. It's great. Um, okay. Uh, let's just keep moving. Um, let's see. Oh, we should probably look at the head-to-head league. We haven't looked at that in a long time. Um, yeah, I want to see the quick the standings just quickly to see where people are at. Um, I was uh, pretty high for a while. Uh, Wet-ass Pookie, Bobby Love in first right now. Uh, Patrick Coyle in second. And um, Frank uh, Sherman, I think is how you say that. Um, and Marvin Andre in fourth. Thomas Bracken in fifth. Um, I'm way out of it, and I think you are too, Jake. You're pretty, f- yeah. You're pretty far down too. We're, we have not been doing well in that league. 
but what are you going to do? Um, okay, so let's just talk quickly Patreon stuff. So um, Wilson writes in, what your chickens is your least favorite and which Patreon member does she remind you of? Um, I don't have a least favorite chicken, though. That's the problem. I like my chickens. Hmm. I don't know. Do you yeah. have a least favorite chicken, Jake? I don't have chickens. Hmm. Do you have a least favorite Patreon member? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't divulge that information. <laughs> I um so we have these uh we have these chickens um th- these these big ones that are like they have black feathers but then they're like kind of fluorescent green at the end. Um I think they're like Australorps or I can't remember or or German Langshan chickens that is the breed, um, but they're they're big and uh, if I try to like get too close to them they'll peck me. They're really funny. Um, none of the other chickens have the audacity to do it, but they will. Um, and so yeah, uh, I think that reminds me a little of my least favorite Patreon, which is Bobby Love, who's the only one with the audacity to try to fight me. And then I like you can't beat me, Bobby Love. I'm better than you but I'm not. Yeah, not this year. Mm, damn it. Uh, Bobby Love on, on that that note says, which of your co-hosts would you rather be teabagged by? Jake? Uh, I don't... Gosh, Is none an answer? Jake. Come on. Uh, <laughs> why are you so distraught just pick I somebody guess, like maybe maybe nick why because like he's only on the pod once in a while so like he won't it's make not fun it's of not a much. situation where every time you're on the podcast you have to let it happen it's like a one time thing like, i just feel like he, <laughs> he's a, gonna bring it up like every time he's on the pod so not, i mean he's not on the pod you know, as much so i guess busy. his balls won't be in my mouth i don't know you know yeah <laughs> um nick's the nick uh interestingly we've got a we, we have a little next week will be the first time we have a little uh little little uh sponsorship for our podcast next week and uh nick nick interesting when, when discussing the new sponsorship uh nick um divulged that he doesn't do any any cleanup down there whatsoever so oh, is that is true. that oh i take it that, back you, no no no, no, no. you it picked back. it you can't go back now you can't go back now <laughs> you've made that choice and uh and that's that's the choice that you have to stick with uh, yeah i don't have to answer the question sticky. now because you've already done it so uh okay <laughs> a couple questions for the next game week just uh four or five questions jake and then we're gonna be done for the night so Two point oh yeah, baby says, uh, which players have been the ones who have hurt you the most over the last five game weeks, either by not owning or by owning and being shafted by rotation or managers not being open about rotation or injury. Hashtag everybody hurts. I mean, I think that this is a, a lame one because it's the easiest one by far. But for me, I mean, Harry Kane, not having Kane has been obviously an issue. He's, he's been really, really good. Um, outside of that, I don't know. I mean, I had Son, and he he obviously got some returns. Saka has had a few returns lately, so that's not been great. A couple game weeks back, um, you know, having like Ramsdale and goal was was pretty awesome. Um, getting some returns from him, uh, who I've not had, but really, I think Kane has been the one that has done the most damage to me in terms of my rank over the last couple game weeks. And is it just the opposite for you, Jake, with Son? 
Yeah, I would say that, but also just like a double Liverpool defense. Uh, like I yeah. didn't think it was going to be necessary, and it should have been. Like it should have been on my wild card. And Coutinho really hurt. I mean, I don't yeah. oh, think yeah. he's going to be yeah. great owning for the rest of the year. But no. he he did f- like fly during like right right before and right in the middle of my wild card. Oh, and Kai Kai Havertz has got to yep. be on there. Yeah, so. Yeah, the double Liverpool D thing. um, I don't know if I talked about that last game week or not uh, over the pod, but I did go with that a while back when Jota uh, picked up that injury and was like out for a little bit. Um, I decided to go with double double Liverpool D. I moved Jota out because they had the double game week coming up and I brought Mm -hmm. in Van Dijk just because it was easiest and I was like most convinced that he would start. And that's been a really good... Uh, combination for me I haven't made very many good moves this year and this didn't lead to like huge game week rank changes or anything for me but um, it certainly helped me uh, you know obviously like just secure some simple points Um, and so like if you look if you look um, over the last let's see uh, 10 game weeks they have one two three four five seven clean sheets um, and in that time, Van Dyke also has two goals and an assist. So it's been pretty um, pretty solid. And defensively, if you look at their underlying stats, they've been pretty good at limiting big chances and expected goal stuff. And everything's been pretty good. I was nervous about the like Jota, Firmino, Diaz rotation situation. Um, and yeah. so I've decided to just go with double D. Um, a buddy of ours went with Rabo, which I think was like really a smart move being able to do that and figuring out like the funds to do that. Um, so we had Robo TAA. Um, so anyways, um, on that note, Wilson Wright, should be, we be worried about Trent or is it possibly just clock keeping him safe over break? Um, have you read any news about that? Uh, I wouldn't be too, too worried as of now, but I did, I did see that. So yeah, the most recent news, uh, as of yesterday was that quote, Liverpool, um, is feeling as though it's, it's not as bad as they thought. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> what? Surprise. He's fine again. Uh yeah, they're just sounds like they're trying to protect him going. They don't have a lot of options at right back right now um that I think Klopp is comfortable with and they need him for Champions League and for the league push now that they're they're thoroughly in it here. So, um uh, yeah, they're just protecting him, don't you think? You know, yeah, I think. You know who I wish was not as injured as they always he always is is Reese James. So, yeah, I mean, he's... I fun. thought I was so smart by bringing him in when he got that 18-point haul, and then I forgot he just gets injured every single week and doesn't yeah. play. he's always hurt, so... Uh, Bracken writes in, what are best weeks for remaining free hits? Oh, yeah, this is a tough one. It depends, I think, again, oh, it depends on your team. Uh, if you have one free hit, two free hits, and, a, and or having a wild card left. So, um, the big game weeks right now for free hit are... 33 36 and 37 um 33 is going to have doubles and blanks um 36 is going to have i think a lot of doubles and possibly a blank or two it depends and game week 37 Mm -hmm. um is is going to be mostly doubles i think but not as many doubles 36 will be the biggest double game week most likely we don't have it all like perfectly updated yet we don't know exactly which but basically those are the three game weeks that you're looking at if um if you're playing your wild card now um some people are talking about like wild carding and like now and then 
um, using a, a, a free hit in 33 and then bench boosting in 36. Some people are talking about free hitting in 33, wild carding in 34, bench boosting in 36, and free hitting in 37. That's another common move. Um, for me, I'm wrestling with either a wild card now in 31, bench boosting 36, and then free hitting probably in 33 um, is what I'm leaning towards. But um, when are you planning on using your free hits, Jay? Because I think you have two, right? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking 33 and 36, yeah. but that might change. I think with two free hits, actually, you know, that was and, – and it was funny because at first, a couple of weeks ago, a handful of weeks ago, we, we had talked about when do you play your wild card. And we have both been like, oh, you should hold it until 31. And then as usual, you just like did your own thing and didn't listen to the advice that you gave everyone. And at first I was like, wow, Jake's kind of an asshole. Like he does this all the time and just says like, hey, you should do this, then does the opposite. But I was actually thinking about it for you. It actually made sense to play the wild card right away because you could manage game week 30 after playing that wild card and then use your two free hits to manage these other doubles. For me, I had to hold the wild card because I didn't have the other free hit because I got fucked earlier in the season and had to play it. Um, is that Was that your thought process there? Yeah, completely. But also, too, I wasn't even close to having enough guys for 30. Like, I would have had, like, two players. So it ended up being that a lot of my players didn't play anyways, but, I mean, it would have been really bad. Yeah. Okay, um, Jefferson writes in, for those with wild cards, we should be pretty set up for 31 and 32. Is 34 the best card to, time to wild card? Now, I mean, that's the other argument. Like, I've been looking at my team, and I have great matchups all over the place. So maybe it's not time for a wild card. But on the other hand, it's like you want to, you know, you, you want to try to get on some options that other people don't have. So, like, right now, I would love to move towards, like, some city options and try to go hard in that that direction i think we need to wait till the end of the international break here and see if anything else gets scheduled out i don't know if anything will but i think that would really be helpful so uh mark writes in should good players from reliable teams like spurs and man city be the priority despite the lack of doubles um should game week 33 hitters just go for it and get 11 doublers does it make sense to play it safe in a one game week punt or on a one game week punt uh yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Um what are your thoughts right now because like so it looks like I mean in 33 we're going to have some blanks and some doubles. I guess that's the first question. I mean like for me you're you know you or for you Jake you're going to be managing those game weeks with free hits. So like it doesn't you don't need to worry about who you do do and do not have and you can load up on Spurs and City players. Yep. Yeah. And are you going to go for it with 11 doublers? Probably. I don't see why I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't see why not either. Like at this point, why are you not going for the maximum points that you can go for? Um, there's no more playing it safe. It's all in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, that's all the questions we have. So we're going to have another podcast um, next week, um, probably like early in the week, I would guess. Uh, and we'll discuss um, kind of plans for, for the upcoming blanks and doubles and, um, of course, the upcoming game week. Uh, we've got a couple, like kind of a handful of random questions at the end of the pod. So um, first thing, I, I would like to give a little shout out. Gaz, um, who you've heard about on the pod before, who helps run our Discord and is a Patreon member. Um, is also a Patreon member by uh, uh, at another podcast called um, Five by Five at the Movies. 
And uh, it's like um, their their about section says the latest in movie news, reviews, and gossip delivered weekly. Special guests, top five lists, and all the film theme shenanigans your ears can handle. Um, I did listen to a little bit of it. It's kind of fun. Um, they're they're like a bantery little group. Um, probably, um, you know, like not something you'd listen to around your kids. Uh, but um, but a, a fun little group. And they gave us Gaz asked them to give us a shout on the pod, and they did. They said like the Art of the Dive FPL podcast and talked about us. It was nice of them. Yeah, that is nice. I'm going to have to listen because I, I don't know what movies I want to go watch. I'm assuming this is just like all movies. Or... Could, could be anything, Jake. I think could they're primarily anything. adult films. Oh. You oh. know, because the old five by five, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't think that. But yeah, okay. Well. What do you? Maybe I'll watch an adult. Do you film. like a good old five by five? Uh, I, I, maybe. You don't even know what it is, do you? Nope. Look it up. Okay, Bobby Love says, uh, "What are your phobias? Do you have any phobias? Mm. Other than your fear of inadequacy? I don't know. I think and ineptitude." Uh, I'm not a very good swimmer, so yeah, like being in choppy open water, not not a fan. Hmm. Would, All right, so. that's good to know. Um, I don't like I don't like snakes very much or spiders. Not a big fan. Hmm. Which makes sense. Really? Yeah, our brains were developed not to like those things. So yeah, but like you would have a huge phobia of them. Like you could, can you touch like a snake? Hmm. I guess, yeah, but I, I wouldn't like it. Be pretty, okay. I, I, I'd be pretty upset by it. Got it. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Two point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If your workplace only has one toilet to be shared by five people, is it acceptable to have a shit at work? I think. I mean, yeah. Gotta, what are you gonna do? You, Not you poop? gotta. <laughs> yeah. It's a dumb so. question. Is there an? Is there some sort of expectation that you shouldn't be pooping? I mean. How long are you at the workplace for? Yeah, I mean, most people work a normal day, 16 hours. So, like, how are you not pooping for 16 hours? Yeah, maybe they don't work. Isn't he from Australia? Maybe they don't work as long down under. People in in every part of the world work less. For me, a normal work day, 14 to 16 hours. Gotta work. Yeah, same. Welcome um, to America. Yeah. You guys should come here. It's great. We don't have COVID. I do think, um, I do think there should be an expectation, though, to be... Um, to, of some level of cleanliness, right? In that mm-hmm. share, especially in a shared bathroom like that. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, sh- we have a shared staff bathroom. There's like um, eight of us probably that share it, nine of us. And, uh, and there was shit on the seat today. <laughs> I'm not making yeah, this up. Yeah. Not, I walked yeah. down there. There's actually poop on the seat. Um, like, come on. Like what? What kind How of? How does we, that even happen, though? That's I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe the guy doesn't isn't a good aimer, you know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he doesn't like touch his butt to the seat. Oh, so he sits he above it, shooting. kind of. Yeah. It wasn't like a whole turd, you know. It's just like a a schmear, a schmear, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it like kind of like bounced in, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do know. I uh, do know. <laughs> Oh, that was gross. All right, we're done with this podcast. Um, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die.
Yeah, that's not a made-up story. I actually, I walked in this evening, like, at 6.30 after work. I was, like, quick, gonna go to the bathroom on the way out. It was actually a little schmear of shit. And I just, like, shook my head and was like, what the fuck? You know? Like, Did you just walk out then? 